Hey guys, so it's Birdo. Today me and Nube are doing separate podcasts because, you know, we just, we don't have time. But next one for sure we're doing together. I'm a little sick. I have the sniffles. And um, yeah, it's Tuesday. I woke up at like six in the morning. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys some of my experiences and thoughts and you know life advice and things you should probably do so right now uh a big topic is well for me like I remembered this the other day in my room and I was like I should totally talk about this issue because by the way if I sound out of breath it's because I have a fucking waist trainer on (laughs) so how how do we classify this guy you know very hot very attractive, like Channing Tatum. Well, I guess I guess I'm gonna tell you guys my by the way, um warning if you get triggered by any physical or like, you know, rape area related things, because I'm about to get into things like that. It was like two years ago. And you know, oh my god, you know what's crazy? I'm like I I like to like um hype myself up and say I'm like super infamous. Like I'm not famous, but like a lot of people know me. Like everywhere so i went to on this this guy random guy wrestler and you guys know i used to wrestle so when i see wrestlers i get excited like they're one of my turn-ons he hit me up hey come over i was like whatever like back in the day i was just hanging out with my homegirl shout out to josie and we went to get some coffee and then i i, I told her can you stop by this guy's house i'm just gonna try his Try this new flavored lollipop, if you guys get what I mean. And I thought that's all I was going to do, you know? And um, so we're there. I'm trying that lollipop. Mm, Mid lollipop, like seven, eight. And then he just says he's going to get a bite of some cake, right? I'm like, okay, whatever. Tell me why this person laid on top of me. I'm on my stomach, right? laid on top of me, grabbed me by the wrist and like pinned me down and I'm on my stomach and I can't move and then he just shoves it in and finishes and I was so upset, it hurt and before I even beat his ass or tell him like, yo, this is basically like rape look, I'm not, I would lie to you guys if I didn't say he's super attractive and maybe in a, in a different world if it if he would have asked, if he would have, you know, been romantic about it, I wouldn't have cared, but it, it hurt. And um, like, if that was an ugly ass guy that did that, I feel like anyone would fucking make a big deal out of it. You get me? But I feel like a lot of guys that are attractive feel like they're entitled to do whatever they want. Like, I remember I told some of my friends and they're like, Oh, but you liked it though. I bet you liked it. And for me, like, I was, I was like 20, 21. I wasn't that mature. Even unmature me was like, that is so wrong to say because even though he's hot, like, I basically told him, I don't want to go all the way. I don't want to do that. And he did, you know? So it was, it was, I don't know. I'm like in shock. I'm like, am I mad? Wait, but this is rape. Wait, but he's hot. But what the fuck? That doesn't mean he doesn't get a hall pass for that, you know? Tell me why his mom calls him and says, well, because he he was wrestling out in Ohio or something like that. His mom says, calls him, I see you through the camera. That bitch had a camera in his room. She really saw her college wrestler kid clapping. I was fat back then, clapping my cheeks. He gets up. I'm like cockeyed I'm like confused I'm like what the hell is going on he's like mom I'm sorry like I'm sorry mom like please don't come please don't come he's like you have to get ready I'm like uh bitch don't rush me you literally just like assaulted me so I'm walking down the stairs and then he blocks me I go to a party a year later tell me why my best friend's cousin my best friend's cousin went to school with him and knows him I'm like, oh my God, like, isn't that crazy how we're all connected? To this day, I think I sent him a message of how he basically raped me, but I I don't know. 
and, um, you know, he had a girlfriend at the time too, which was, ooh. But yeah, like what, what would you guys do in that situation? Like a lot of people would have been like, oh, he's hot, I don't care. But if they were ugly, like, or if it was someone that, you know, was just next to you laying on a fucking couch and just pinned you down. Guys, he was like twice my size, super buff, super strong. I could not move like and he was a wrestler, you know, I was a wrestler, too. But, you know, like I was on my stomach. I was in a very vulnerable position. It was it was a bit difficult. Also, I've been really I've been really down lately, you know. Oh, fuck. I wanted to make this a fun. Well, I actually just talked about rape, so. I don't think I can make this podcast fun, but, you know, I just don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I feel like I'm always, like, it's crazy because I'm always happy and uh, and I feel like I'm always sad. Not always, but I don't know. I think you guys know that I'm very connected to God. I feel like everyone can say they're always sad, but I feel like you just cope with it and you fight it. But there's some days that it's it's you get sadder than others, you know? I've been really sad lately because I remember at work on Valentine's Day, I saw everyone like, um, well, I actually started crying because my coworkers were giving me chocolates and flowers and saying happy Valentine's Day. And I've never been in a relationship. I've never been taken. I've never, I, you know, that's one of my most insecurities that how can I be the one that everyone wants to be around at a party, the one that everyone loves to laugh with the one that everyone says like you're an amazing human being but like no one has ever attempted to date me i just feel like am i am i intimidating am i too much but i know i i know i'm not supposed to change myself for anyone and i just feel like when when is it going to be and a part of a part of my insecurity is so many guys, guys, I am not lying to you when I tell you there is like 10, like six foot four buff ass Chan Tatum guys in my DMs trying to fuck me right now. I don't, it's not that I don't want to, I'm just too lazy, honestly, but to be honest, like, and this is where I feel like I'm, I'm weird because they're putting in the same I'm putting in. I feel like I'm being used, but can't they say the same about me? Like, I'm just using them. You get me? I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it's so, I don't know. I feel like a, an empty soul after I, I have sex with someone that's probably only going to hit me up again for sex or that's never going to hit me up again. You know, I feel like, wow, like I have so much to give and <laughs> those, well, 20 minutes, well, no one lasts that much with me because I'm amazing, but you know, it makes me very insecure. And I've had many guys, good looking guys, you know, genuine guys. You're so beautiful. You're so pretty. And then when I like kind of insinuate that I like them or I want something serious, they kind of like give me the, oh, I'm not looking for anything right now. Or, and then a month later, they're dating someone else. So I don't know in what like category I am as a human being or as a gay guy that I do not fit in the cuffing material. Because there had to be at least two or three guys in the last five years that found me attractive and willing to cuff me, you know? And I just don't know what it is. And that's to this day, right now, it's it's what's making me sad today. Because (laughs) everyone, all my friends, all my coworkers, Berto, you're so funny, you're so loving, you're so amazing. One day you're gonna find love. And I'm like, I have four, I think 4,000 followers. Do all of them not see like who I am or how I am? Like, how does everyone and their moms find someone to date? And I can't. And I know some of you guys are thinking I'm picky. I'm literally not. I did have one guy, one potential guy, like, um, last year um summer last year and i fucked that up because he was genuine he was sweet he was like this cute adorable nerdy guy that bought me flowers was romantic wrote me letters and um that was in my phase when i was going out well i still go all out that was when i had my gay friend group 
And I was like basically the one that called the shots of where we were going every single weekend for like five months straight. We were partying, hanging out. And because I cared about him so much and I didn't want to hurt him. And I knew that I would get drunk every weekend. I told him, hey, like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't think I can see us, you know, I can. Basically, I was scared that I was going to get drunk and kiss a random guy at a bar or a club one night. And I did not want to put him through that because he was such an amazing soul. You know, I texted him that and he was like, oh, okay. And that was literally the one that got away. That was the most genuine, loving. And I know what you guys are thinking. Why don't you message him? I did like a year passed and I told him like I still liked him and it was weird. The vibe was different. He wasn't the same. Like back then, he was very shy. Like he was shy to talk to me. He was shy to hold my hand. And like, I like for example, like now I f- he felt like any other guy I talked to. Like he just sent me news like nothing. And I'm like, okay, so it, it's not intimate anymore. I feel like he went into the gay community now. Now he's like part of the send me your send me your ass, send me your cock. Let's fuck. You get me? So. Yeah, that was the one time I almost fell in love. And, um, you know, yeah, that's why I've been, I'm sad today. Uh, You know, daily, (laughs) daily, I think what, like, I know, I know you guys are going to be like, don't say that I feel bad. No, daily, I think like, what is it about me that I'm not relationship material? It's hard. I don't even know if, I feel like God is like, I know God doesn't punish, but I feel like, He's testing me because there's a one or two guys that live far away that I know would be genuine and loving to me. And then there's guys that are are genuine and nice that have a girlfriend that like me. So it's like, why can't someone single? Why can't someone local? It's like, you guys would be amazed at the amount of people with girlfriends that hit me up, by the way. But that's that's a story for another day. At times, I feel like I was put in this earth to make people feel love. I feel like I was put in this earth to make people laugh, to make people feel loved, to provide. And, um, you know, you know, the thing about me, yes, I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm sad right now. Uh, Right now, like at two o'clock, once Housewives is on and I have my soda, I'm saying life's good and I'm smiling, you know? So the thing is, I'm very resilient. There's at times like when I'm alone, I feel lonely. I just, um, I tend to overthink a lot, you know? I think sometimes it's part of the way I was raised. My dad wasn't affectionate at all. You guys you guys know that I did wrestling. Um, when I would get like second place out of like a 40 man bracket, my dad would be like, you go to practice every fuck Monday to Friday to get fucking second place, really? And I know you guys are like, what a dick, what an asshole. But he was born with no parents. And um, my grandma moved to the U.S. and left them with her mom, which was my great grandma. And she was so mean and would literally hit him for like just looking at her. So that's why he was always strict. And um, the thing about our parents, though, like we need to learn like our parents always victimize themselves you don't know the way I grew up. Right, so change it. Change change the cycle. Change the generation. I know you had a... And this is why I, I kind of stick up for my dad. Like, he did have a horrible, a horrible um, upbringing. He didn't have a dad to tell him, I'm proud of you, son, or I love you. And his mom left him. My dad, to this day, has always paid for... Always bought me... Like, if he hated me, like, he would buy me, like, fucking Pumas. Okay, not hating on Pumas. I know some of y'all wear Pumas. Like, like cheap stuff. You get me? Like, he always buys me the best of the best. And he's always provided. But he's always shown me how to be resilient on myself. I remember, shout out to my friend Brittany. I had to get her to give me a ride to get my license because my dad was all like, take a bus, take a Uber. You, you got to figure out on your own in life. In high school, I had a tournament in Hawaii. He was like, Oh, I have I have the fifteen hundred dollars. I have like three times out of my bank account. But guess what? You're gonna work for it. Go apply to a job, and you're gonna f- and you're gonna go to that trip. And I was so pissed off. I was so mad. 
But I worked. I got my foot in the door. I knew what it was like to be a, a fast a fast food worker. Um, I saved up the money. I paid my trip. And he taught me how to work. Work for what I want, you know? Not be given what I need or not like not assisting me with anything. When I got my car, he didn't want to co-sign it because he said I was a liability. A lot of people say that's fucked up. And I am a liability, you know? Um, so I really care about my dad in that way. He's very mean, but that's because of his upbringing. I cuss a lot. I feel like I'm going to be a, a, a strict ass parent because of my parents. And I know I need to cut that cycle. Just because I was raised that way, I need to look at things differently. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be those those moms that let themselves get slapped at at Costco. I'll be like, bitch, I don't care if I get arrested. I'll pop you back. But my upbringing was very difficult. What I, where I'm coming from is I didn't have a lot of support. My mom was the one that cared about me a lot. That Like I was mama's boy. She, she loved me. There was a point in life where... I had, because I don't know if you guys know, I was born in Mexico. I had gone to Mexico for about a year. You have to go for a year and a half, I think, to get your papers fixed. So that was like in second grade. And then in third or fourth grade, I came back. And like I had a completely forgotten like English. So I had like no friends. I was mocked at in school. I lived in my grandma's house for a year because my dad um, wasn't with us for a year. Um... Like a year and a half, he wasn't with us. I lived with a very in a very toxic household. My step-grandfather, God bless his heart. I had a little cousin and, um, you know, sorry, this is very personal. When I wouldn't play with him, I know this is so silly. We were like 12 and he was like eight. And I know you probably forgot about it and I love him to death now, but he would make fits or like lie about me and say that I broke something or... And he didn't. He has a stepdad. He doesn't have a real dad. So, um, my great grandpa, like anything that was broken, he blamed it on me. And my mom would get me in trouble. And basically, everything was blamed on me. And I was like the bad kid, and everyone hated me. And then, like um, one day, um, my step grandpa made a lie and said that I told my little cousin, like, you don't have a dad or something like that. And like the whole house believed him. It, he just made me feel like. Like shit, like like Miss Trunchbull from Matilda, literally exactly like that. Two days before he passed, two weeks before he passed away, I was already living in my apartment with my mom. He calls me and asks me to go over, over to his house and he apologized. And he said he's sorry for the way he treated me, basically admitting that he would lie just to get me in trouble because he like hated me for no reason. I don't know, I guess he didn't like that I was in his house. And I forgave him and he passed away. I don't think I cried at it cried at his funeral and I feel like I have resent I, I have regrets about that because I do forgive him and I love him and I wish I could hug him and I couldn't hug him back then so basically that whole time period of me living with Trunchbull getting me in trouble every day getting my mom making my mom cry because she's so upset that like this guy's all up like she was on my side like she saw that he would make up shit to get me in trouble but she couldn't do anything anything because my dad was away so I remember one day she beat the shit out of me and like she was crying because she she wanted she wanted to see if he would feel bad of her beating the shit out of me because he was lying and he was just sitting there with a straight face and I remember that was so traumatizing. So that year and a half I lived at my grandma's. I felt lonely. I didn't know perfect English. I I subconsciously was depressed. I remember, I would play in the backyard like I dead ass had imaginary friends. Like I'm not even joking. Like my friends joke that I have like five personalities and I probably do, but I feel like I had to fill that void in my own mindset and my own childlike, you know, mindset. So where I'm coming from is that's why I feel like I have to make people laugh or feel good or happy because I've always, when I have a big group around me is when I feel safe. And I know it's not right, but in my head, because there's still childlike tendencies in my head, when there's people around me, I feel safe, I feel loved, I feel valuable. When I had, I don't know, to those people that have been following me for a long time, when I had that big friend group of gays, it came from that. It never came from 
Regina George, I'm better than you. It came from, I want everyone to have friends because I know what it was like to not have any. It came from me trying to fill that void, you know? To this day, I'm still working on being okay with it only being one or two friends around me and be happy. But yeah, that just goes to show like why I am like the straw. When I walk in a room, I'm the straw that makes the drink, you know, like Sonia Morgan says. I'm the one that wants to make people laugh, the one that wants to plan things because of that, because of that time in my life. And, um, you know, back to my, my step-grandpa. Well, even when he would treat me like shit, I would be like, you're the only grandpa I know, so for, to me, you're my real grandpa. To this day, I forgive him and I miss him. I wish I knew him when he was a little younger because I only knew him after diabetes was taking him out. And, um, you know... Rest in peace to my grandpa. And, you know, I feel like I've been very um, debating on the term, if you, if you don't say how you feel one day, you'll regret it. Because I feel like if you say how you feel, it could end something that's beautiful. But then you can, but if you say how you feel, it can become something even more beautiful. And um, I've been stuck where I'm just scared to move. Life's short. I could die tomorrow. I think I'm going to pass out right now. I took a pill and I'm dizzy. But, you know, you know, fun fact, I wasn't even supposed to be alive um, when I was living in Mexico. I was a newborn. Um, we lived in Mexico. And as you guys know, there's venom venomous scorpions out there. I got stung in the back three times. I was crying, crying, crying. My mom's like, oh, it's just babies crying. But I was like, no, this motherfucker purple. So they turned me around on my on my stomach and they saw the stings on my back. In Mexico, mind you, we don't live in big cities like this. There's no hospital. There's no urgent care. There's no clinic. There's a local motherfucker that probably got his degree from a book, you know? So my dad runs in his boxers to the local guy that's a quote-unquote doctor they get into a car they drive to the next big city which was like 20 30 minutes and the doctor at the hospital said if you didn't arrive in one, in two minutes your baby would have died <laughs> honestly i feel like i'm 80 years old i feel like god's like um yeah you're lucky you're alive because you were supposed to die but then again it was god plans for me to be alive you know today's topic is i'm sad because i just don't see how the, there's like any way that a genuine relationship hasn't been thrown at me. And yes, see, this is probably where I'm in the wrong. There's like two or three, but they're like not my... T oh, first of all, one of them has a girlfriend and the girlfriend's okay with me being in the relationship and I'm not into that. But like, it's just either not attractive guys and I have every right to say that, you know? People have different preferences. And I don't look for like fucking William Levy, you know? I want, like, shoot, I want an emo guy. I want a quiet guy. I want a, a nerdy guy, you know? I just want a guy that's not scared of me because, yes, if you walk with me into a party, I'm the life of the party. Everyone's gonna love me. And some people are scared of that confidence. And I'm not gonna dim my light down anytime soon. So, yeah, guys, um, hope you like this podcast. And um, I opened up the lot, I think, um... Never dim your light. Yes, your bitch Birdo is sad because, <laughs> you know, I just wish I got a, can I take you on a date and get to know you and maybe kiss you? Literally, if someone asks me on a date and they just want to like kiss me and get to know me, I'll give them blowjob then and there. Like, that's how happy I'm going to be. But anyways, um, yeah, I just wish I got genuine messages instead of like, oh my God, you're so sexy. When can I have you? When can I make you mine? Like, uh, but anyways, guys, drink water like Nube says. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being my friend. And um, thank you for being there. Yeah, I just want to say Nube's thing is water. For me, the key to life is forgiving everyone no matter what they do. Always forgive. Forgive, forgive. Don't be their best friends, but forgive. You're good. You know, I said my piece and you're good. I forgive you. Let's move forward. Or I'm going to distance myself, but I forgive you and I wish you a best life. 
I to this day I do not hate anyone. I do not wish bad on anyone, and I'm super happy in life. That's the thing though. Like you know how many gays would kill to have my my life. Okay, that sounds narcissistic. Not my life. You know how many gays would kill to have all the guys that want to bang me right now. That's all what every gay is looking for is what I have. But what I'm looking for is what gays that cheat on their man have. I want to be loyal, you know? I guess I'm being unappreciative because many people would want a lot of guys wanting to bang them. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Hope you guys liked it. Um, you know, thank you guys for letting me vent to you. Also, I told you guys a lot about my early life. There's so much more I, I can tell you guys, but God bless, forgive, and um, take care. Mwah. Hey, what's up, you guys? Um, it's Nube here. Oh my God, I know it's been it's been a while since the second episode of the podcast. Anyway, it is what it is. So, I hope you guys have been good. I hope you're drinking water and not being nasty. So yeah, um, let's see. Honestly, this episode, we're trying something different just because Birdo and I's schedule is extremely different. We are constantly busy, constantly doing something, and it just becomes more difficult. Season one was a lot easier to do and to record and to edit than this one obviously but good things take time yeah also by the way you guys if you hear cars or if you hear any birds or if you hear like people working or whatever um today i decided to record my segment of the podcast outside so that's what's happening just in case you know, sometimes we just need a little change of scenery, a little change of, you know, everything. Oh, so speaking of change, I feel like I always say this, but a lot has been changing around me. Um, honestly, I was kind of like, personally, I, you know, I was going through a few things here and there. I've definitely lost, I have lost a few friendships. I've lost relationships. I have lost, um, well, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say opportunities. <laughs> That's something I will always take is opportunities that come my way. They're mine. Lord have mercy. Okay. So I was getting a new job. I finally got the job. Um, and you know, usually whenever you get a new job, it's always like, not necessarily a hassle, but, you know, it's just, like, changing, like, you know, like, getting your documents and doing this and going to the interviews and, you know, it kind of just, like, backtracks you in a lot of ways, especially if you do it, like, not in a prepared way, which is the way that I usually do things. I'm somebody who's very, who spontaneously just kind of decides to do something one day and does it, which I know is not always the best way, but... It, it works for me. I don't know. You know, God always makes things work out for me. So definitely, though, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot of things lately. So let's talk a little bit about trusting people. And I don't necessarily want to make this into like a drama channel or like a drama. You know, I don't want my podcast to be about drama all the time, arguing and like people fighting. Like that's not what I want. So recently I got a DM from, which I know it's just like, God, like when am I ever going to get to a point where like, I'm just completely done with the situation. You know what I mean? But I got a DM from one of my exes, ex fling, ex thing, something like they dated years back. But because of this person, we had issues in our relationship. Yeah, so basically whenever me and my ex were like in the beginning stages of like dating, I remember that he was like talking to this person again. And he was like saying he was going to meet up with her, you know, like to her, because obviously um, I, I ended up finding out. I even spoke to this person like it was just this huge um, 
it was like this big, big, like, argument, this big fight. And it was just crazy. You know, obviously that relationship was not healthy at all. I am no longer communicating with this person. And, you know, that was like a, a different phase in my life. Um, but anyway, so I got a DM and it was from this person, right? From this girl, from my ex's ex, whatever. I look at it and I, I honestly kind of just like laughed. But then I was like, wait, what? You know, I was so confused. Basically, she was telling me, and and I quote, <laughs> um, she was saying, like, you little bitch, like, you better keep my motherfucking name out of your mouth. I have people who will literally, like, murder you. And, like, yada, yada, yada. Like, just threatening me. It was literally just a long message threatening me and, like, saying shit to me, which I did not understand because, I mean, like, me and my ex have, like, not communicated for... The last time that me and him spoke was in December of 2022, which is because I invited him to come spend time with my family. And, like, to be honest with you guys, like, I'm going to be... I'm going to keep it real. Um, we were going to get back together. We had this long talk. He literally spent, like, the weekend here... And after that, we ended up, like, not talking anymore, like, at all. So he kind of, like, you know, made his decision. Once he left, you know, once again, he lied to me. And once again, I was dumb enough to believe, you know, the promises that we were making to each other. But whatever. You know, so that was the last time that we spoke. And so I was very confused because she kept saying stop spreading my information, stop telling people stuff about me. And I was so confused because I'm, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who just, like, walks around telling people's business or, like, trying to make other people look bad. Like, that's not... I'm so... <laughs> like, if anything, like, I'm so, like, self-indulged in myself. And, like, I'm so worried about me and, like, what's going on with me. Like, I'm so far up my own ass. Like, I don't have time to really care for other people but then I realized what she meant you know like I realized what she meant because like about a year ago which was crazy like literally this story is kind of just like all over the place but just hear me out so when after me and my ex had like kind of like broken up for like the fucking fifth time which was like kind of like towards the end of our relationship already I actually got in contact with this girl which of course is another trans girl I got in contact with her we became kind of like cordial with each other we were kind of like friends in a way I mean it was weird we we spoke we talked to each other and like obviously you know we would talk here and there about my ex and long story short she told me that she had some sort of um disease that she had caught because of the things that she does. And so, yeah. I only told, and listen, I know I'm not somebody who's going to sit here. Like, I know it's not up to me to disclose this type of information to anybody. But I only felt it was right to tell people that I was dating or people that I had dated, like, oh my God, you should be careful because... This girl is going around. And you guys, I'm not lying. She was going around saying she was going to give people this disease or like whatever. Like she was really saying that. She was saying she was going to go and like give people this disease. She said she was going to give my ex the disease for like treating her badly. And like it, it was just like this whole thing, you know. And like I remember thinking like you're crazy, you know, like how are you going to like that's not even funny. You Why are you joking about that? You know, and, like, so all of a sudden, I'm the bad person for, like, kind of just warning. Because I, I ended up telling my ex, which I feel like that was probably a bad idea. Because I have a feeling he and her began to speak again lately. And that's probably why she found out. Unless it was, like, one of my ex-friends who, for some reason, can't stand me. And, like, probably went and opened her fucking mouth and told this girl... Or I don't know, you know, like, it's just like a big question mark in my brain. 
You guys, whatever. Long story short, it's true. You know, and like, I was just trying to warn, you know, guys that I was, that I had dated, which was only two. And I had told one of my ex-friends, you know, like about this girl. And I was like, like what, like that, just be careful, you know, because there's people like this out there who, you know, just because they're angry that they have some sort of like, you know, infection or some sort of disease, you know, they don't take care of themselves. They're just like angry with the world. And like, it's not fair. But like, you know, I said it out of like confidence with these people and they kind of like betrayed my trust in a sense because I was like, wow, you know, like I never meant it to be like anything harmful or like to get out of hand or for like for it to get back to her. Yeah, it kind of happened. And so like she was saying she was going to come beat me up and like, listen, you guys, I really like I'm from the fucking hood, you know, like at the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, like I really I grew up with a bunch of men. I grew up like around all my family like is from Mexico and like it speaks for itself you know like I don't have to sit here and tell you what I have and what I don't have and like what I can do and what I won't do just know like you know like I can defend myself for sure and I'm not afraid of anybody or anything but yeah I just thought it was kind of like weird and funny and I thought I should share that with you guys because honestly go get checked go to the doctor wear protection bitch like honestly get on prep do whatever you need to do because it's scary out here and don't trust everybody just because they're cute or just because like oh like this is gonna be like fun sex or like whatever like don't sit there and trust people people can look so sweet and like seem so genuine At the end of the day they are not all of them but there's a lot of people who are liars or like i said like upset and angry at the world and like mad that they have some sort of something and they want to give it to you too, you know? And I just personally don't think that's fair. I think people should always ask if they've gone to the doctor or like wear some sort of protection. I think that that's why it's really hard, which leads me to my next topic. Um, but yeah, you guys, that was weird. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I will leave that to your own criteria, to your own whatever (laughs) anyway moving on to the next subject all right so lately i'm not gonna lie i have been trying to hook up with people lately you guys it is so difficult for me i remember whenever i was i don't know and you guys tell me if like you were the same or like if you're around my age Or I don't know, because I know a lot of people that are my age and they're like out here being the biggest whores, which I love for them. I love that for them. I'm a little jealous, honestly, not gonna lie. I wish I had that in me where I could just go out and like, you know, go on different dates all the time and like just, you know, act a fucking fool. Like I would love that. But see, listen, right now I'm trying to do this like hooking up thing and like talking to more guys. I could literally take screenshots right now of like my Snapchat, of like my Instagram DMs, of my text messages, like on my dating apps. I have maybe like over (laughs) 10,000. I probably have over 10,000 messages and like snaps and like all that, you know, all put together, which, you know, it's just there for no reason because I don't answer anybody. And like, I wish I had more of like, um, I don't know like it's very hard for me I think I'm very like antiquated in that way where or that maybe that's just what I'm so used to you know it's like constantly being in a relationship so it's very hard for me to go and date people and like you know like just meet up and hook up with someone which I (laughs) I tried doing that like also I don't know you guys like you need to give me some tips you know like I think you know what's so funny like I've seen, like, a lot of guys, you know, like, a lot of men, whenever they, like, talk to, like, a lot of T-girls or, like, just girls in general, like, you know, after they hook up with someone, you know, immediately they block them. And, like, I remember I used to always get so hurt because I was, like, already in my mind making up stories and being like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to hang out with this person again and we are going to, like, do this and do that. And, like, he's so cute, you know, but maybe, maybe, like, guys do that or people do that 
so they don't catch feelings, which I know is a little fucked up, but maybe sometimes like, <laughs> like they took self-care to a whole other level. <laughs> but maybe I should start doing that. Like, honestly, maybe I should start doing that. Dude, hooking up for me is like so hard. I remember whenever I was younger, um, I was like, it was like after high school or like during high school. No, it was, I think, oh, fuck. I think, yeah, I think it was, like, um, maybe, like, junior, senior year. I started, like, leaning more into, like, hooking up. You know, like, my testosterone levels were, like, through the roof. <laughs> Back then, obviously. And I remember guys would hit me up. Or, like, I would text guys. And, like, I would message guys. And I was, like, a little freak. Like, I would, um... <laughs> oh, my God. So... Yeah, I, I would, like, hook up with guys like it was nothing. Like, and I thought it was, like, the coolest thing. I loved it. Like, I didn't... I wasn't catching feelings for guys. Um, and I loved it because, like, you know, I was just, like, hanging out with my girlfriends and, um, you know, going out and, like, going... You know, back then, obviously, we were, like, going to the movies and staying at each other's houses, you know, and, like, just talking about, like, guys and talking about, like, drama at school and... You know, it was like a whole other, like, of course, you know, like a whole different life, like back then. But um, it was fun, you know, like, I feel like also maybe because before it was like more like, I was more careless because everybody was more careless, you know, like, um, I was just very, I've always been like a risk taker. <laughs> but, like, I used to be, like, crazy, crazy. Like, um, I really didn't care. Like, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I used to date, or, like, not date, but, like, I would hook up with guys that had girlfriends. I would, um, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care who it was. Like, I was very promiscuous, and I was very, like, I wanted to hook up with everyone. Like, I wanted to make out with everyone. I remember I would get drunk, and I would, like... <laughs> I would even kiss girls, which, like, it's funny because, like, I don't physically feel attracted to women. I don't think I ever have. But, like, I'm just somebody who's very affectionate. So, like, back then it was, like, crazy. I, I kind of, I don't know, like, I maybe, like, it's, like, I know that was, like, a phase back then. But I want to go through a phase like that again. You know, like, I've gone through the relationship phase. I've gone through, like, the boyfriend phase. Like, I, I don't want that anymore. I want to just have fun. Like, because I see a lot of people that are my age and they're just like having fun. They go out to the clubs, they do this, they do that. And like, it's so easy for them. And it's not even like me being trans because like, let's be honest, like being trans now, it's like not a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's because I'm trans. You know, like I just want somebody to like, no. Like, that's not even the fucking thing. I just, like, literally now being trans is, like, dare I say, even, like, trendy, you know, which we will get into in the next topic, because that's just going to piss me off, but, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think it's, like, a trans thing. I don't think it's, like, me being shy, because I'm not somebody who is very shy either, unless I think you're really cute. You know, like, unless I think you're really cute or, like, I could see us dating, which, see, like, my mind just goes to that, which I hate. But, yeah, like, that's kind of the only reasons I would get shy or, like, a little, you know, like, mm, don't look at me. <laughs> but other than that, I don't know. It's just weird to me, you guys. I know that was, like, a long-ass story just for me to say that I'm not into hooking up at the moment. <laughs> but I am. I am, but I'm not. You know what I mean? It's just difficult, but I'm getting to the point... You know, like, you guys had your chance to date me. You guys had your chance for me to be faithful. I don't know. Y'all ruined me. <laughs> now I'm going to be the biggest whore. And I'm about to be 24. Oh, my God, that rhymed. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, anyway. On to the next topic, um, which was a great segue. You know, talking about the trans thing. All right, guys, so listen, I know this might get a little heated. I don't know, um, but listen, hey, it is what it is. You're listening to my podcast. You're listening to our show. This is, this is my opinion, and, you know, this is why I'm here. So 
I usually tend to not get very political um, in conversations. You know, it's just kind of like a rule that is just very like, you know, you don't have to really say it. People just know, like, don't get political. Don't talk about your political views. Don't talk about, um, you know, whatever. You get it. But, bitch, I'm going to get into it. Of course, you know, it's tired. We all know I'm trans, whatever. Like, I'm so over, like, beating a dead horse. We know that I'm on hormones, yada, yada, yada. You know, me being trans doesn't, like, I don't, I don't like making me being trans on my whole personality. There is a lot of trans girls that I know that make being trans their entire personality. It's like, oh my God, like LGBTQIA rights. Like, oh my God, like hashtag, like, you know, trans, which <laughs> of course I've used the trans hashtag, but I have been seeing lately, I've been watching a lot of like detransitioner videos, which if you don't know what that means, it is like somebody who at some point felt that they were trans, you know, like male to female or female to male. And then they regret or they realize later on that they aren't, you know, or were never trans, that they were just confused because they didn't have enough information or growing up, they felt like they were not allowed to just be a very feminine man or to be a very like masculine woman, which I'm not gonna get too in depth with definitions, whatever, you understand what I mean. And you know, the more that I got into that, into those videos, you know, because as a trans woman myself, like I would never want to like make any any decision based off like what other, somebody else tells me, you know what I mean? Like I would, but that's just always been me. I'm somebody who's very direct. I'm somebody who knows what I want. I'm somebody who has like gone through my own journey. Somebody who knows like what I am, you know? I was seeing that, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you know, I don't really keep up with too much of the news and like politics like that much, which I know I probably should, I'm not gonna lie. Um, definitely something I'm probably gonna get into more, just so that way I can have something more to talk about with you guys and maybe inform you guys and inform myself as well. But I have seen that medication and hormones or like testosterone, estrogen, whatever, like it's been a huge topic in the community and not just in the community, but like on the news and, you know, for straight people too. It really blows my mind. And I very much disagree with giving children medication. And like, I know a lot of people don't agree with that, especially in the community, especially trans people, which makes me feel so disgusted. It angers me very much. And I, like, I really went into like a whole frenzy. I was like so upset. I was like angry. I was so confused and like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's no way we are forcing drugs because whether you want to see it that way or not, hormones and like testosterone and all those things, that we take as trans people, they are drugs. They are drugs and they fuck with your mind. Listen, like biologically, we were born a certain way. Biologically, we were born a certain way. Our soul, and I'm not disagreeing, you know, like I'm not disagreeing with like being in the wrong body, absolutely not. But our soul, you know, our soul, like my soul obviously is like a woman. My soul is a woman. My soul is a girl. Like, I've always been a girl inside. But biologically, I was born a male. Biologically, I have a fucking penis. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and argue the facts because those, those, those things are true. And it baffles me whenever, like, the trans community or, like, people are like, oh, my God, like, no, it's not true. Like, no, you just, like, because you're just, at the end of the day, you're going to lose that argument. Biologically, we are what we are. You know, like, even even if, like, we have 20 million surgeries, at the end of the day, you were born what you were born biologically. I'm not saying, you know, because a lot of people don't understand that. Or people will just be like, oh, you were born a man. It's true. Biologically, yes, I was. But soul-wise, you know, in, in my heart, and my brain, I was born a woman. And I think that that's, like, where a lot of people don't get it. That is where our community does not understand. And 
I don't know if you guys keep up with things like that, but Jazz Jennings, which is a trans girl, trans woman, who, you know, ever since she was little, when she was born, you know, like a little boy, um, her family kind of like ex exploited her into like becoming this like money pig, which I know sounds so mean, but like, yeah, like they have her show, like literally her whole entire series or TV show, whatever, is based on her being trans and like the stuff she's faced being trans and like, you know, the bullying and like not understanding like her body and whatever, which I think was great in the beginning, question mark. But even now, like I saw this video that was going viral where she's saying, I just don't feel because she's had bottom surgery, which if you don't know what that means, you know, she had surgery down there in her private parts to switch her penis into a vagina or a neo-vagina, which is what they call it. But listen, you guys, like she did that whenever... First of all, they started her on medication since she was a child. Since she was like in her teens, I believe, or like they started her on blockers, which was the testosterone blockers. So she couldn't, she couldn't even, like she didn't have the chance to develop as a teen. Like her normal, like, you know what I mean? Like it's mind blowing to me. Like I don't like that. I don't agree with that. And I think it's a fucked up. And like, as humans, like, not even as a trans person, but, like, as humans, we should realize, like, drugs fuck with your brain. Drugs fuck with your brain, especially, like, sex-changing, like, drugs. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. It's, like, this whole fucking thing. Like, you guys need to look it up. Like, I promise you, like, watching all those videos, um, which some videos are extremely biased, by the way. There's a lot of videos that I saw where people, of course, they just hate trans people. They don't understand us. And they're like, oh my God, like, you know, this, like these people are sick. Um, which to a point, they, like, to a certain extent, they are not wrong. Because I don't think that we should be giving children medication. Not that kind of medication. Absolutely not. Let them get, like, to age 18 or 21. And then they can begin or decide for themselves. I'm serious. Like, I don't think that shit is cool. It's fucked up. I see it in a very fucked up way. And also, not just that, but we need to allow kids to be themselves. You know, let's not push medication. Let's not push drugs. Let's not push a certain image onto them. But at the same time, allow them to be who they are. Because I think that that's why us not allowing children to be who they are pushes them to, like, circle circle a certain word or like circle like you know like get them put themselves like into a box of like okay well this is where I fit in this is what I am and they have to be that because they don't get the chance or the opportunity to express themselves for like you know to be who they are and I think that that's why there's a lot of people who eventually realize like oh I'm not trans like it was a mistake and I saw this video of this girl or sorry this guy who detransit who detransitioned and like, he literally got like mutilated or like, you know, they took away his penis because that's what he wanted. You know, he went through that surgery and now he's like losing his mind. And it's sad because first of all, his neo-vagina does not work. It was a failed surgery. Like it tried to close back up on its own. Now he doesn't have a penis. He doesn't feel pleasure. Um, he can't have sex. It's like this whole complicated thing. And I think it's like, it's wow. Like, you guys need to, like, go look up those videos, get educated. And I'm just saying, like, I am against giving children medication or, like, gender-conforming medication or, like, getting surgeries at such a young age. I don't think it's right. Freaking crucify me. Don't like me. Whatever. Like, it's just the truth. Like, I would never put any kid through any surgeries that young. Because even now, like at my age, me being 23, you know, you still question yourself. Your whole like rest of your life, you continue to question yourself. Why are you going to make permanent changes like that that are only going to fuck with your head? It's something you will never recover from. But Lord have mercy. I, I don't tend to get into like deep, deep things like this, but I had to. Like I've been trying to get that off my chest for a while now. <laughs> and so I just had to let you guys know that. Like it's... 
mind-boggling, get educated, watch videos on it, detransitioners, um, but also, you know, watch people, watch videos of people who have transitioned and they're happy, you know, like find a happy medium, but just get educated, you guys, because it's very important. Don't give, don't, please don't give kids medication. Don't let kids have a surgery. It's too young. You know, just be open to who they are. Allow them to be who they are. But that's, that's it. Let them live. You know, don't push them. Don't pull them. Just let kids be. All right, you guys. I know that that was very... I got very in-depth with that. I got very deep. I usually... You guys, I don't know. I have very interesting topics. I have very, like... You know, if you get into my brain, like, not just on the surface, which is what I usually tend to only show people because I'm very protective of the way I think and my personal and not very humble opinions. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To finish and to end on a softer note, I want to thank you guys for sticking by us with the podcast. Honestly, I didn't think, <laughs> which I know Berta was probably jumping of joy with a gun ready to shoot me also because <laughs> that was very graphic. I'm sorry, I'm from Texas. <laughs> but, um, Jesus, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, you guys, thank you for sticking by us. Honestly, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for, you know, asking for the podcast. Um, thank you. We love you. Make sure you drink water. Don't be nasty. Speaking of drinking water, I have been trying to stay on track, you know, being healthier, which I feel a lot better now. I've been going to the park to go running, really just doing little things that make me feel good. Listen, you guys, this is not just like, oh my God, like be healthy. Like, no, like I genuinely, like literally from the bottom of my heart, do things that make you feel good. Like, I'm not fucking kidding you guys. Like get your fat ass up or your skinny ass, whatever. Get your ass up. Go do the shit you need to do. Get shit done. Stop being lazy. Stop procrastinating. You know, like, just like me with this episode of the podcast. You just push yourself. Because listen, at the end of the day, you guys, if there are certain goals, because first of all, if you don't have goals, bitch, make some. <laughs> Write it down. Get a journal. Which journaling is amazing, by the way. I love to journal. I love to plan things out. I love to see them on paper. You know, get excited. Like, motivate yourself. Like, if no, if everybody else around you is not motivating you, if, like, Literally, the world could be falling apart. But if you have your own imagination, if you have your own thoughts, if you have your own back, like nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you in this world but yourself. So get your shit together. You know, go to the gym if you have to. Don't be afraid. Everybody at the gym is there for a reason, whether they want to look better, whether they want to gain weight, whether they want to lose weight. People are not going to the gym, hopefully just to be dumbasses and critiquing other people. Everybody's going to the gym for one goal. So go work out. Find a new job. <laughs> That's probably not good. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, whatever. Fuck it. You know, like if you're not happy where you're working, it's not the end of the world. There's a million jobs out there. And if there's not one that you like, make your own, bitch. Make your own business. Start your own business. Do whatever it is you need to do to keep yourself happy, to keep yourself content. Make your dreams come true, you guys. I'm so glad that I got to talk to you. I feel like I just let a lot of things out and I really appreciate you guys. Like, I honestly do. Also, later I'll have to tell you guys about people trying to fucking argue with me at my job, trying to fight me. Um, I'm a host at my job, which, you know, like, I like to keep jobs that are, like, not too crazy so then I still have time to do things like this because it's already hard enough. If I had, like, a full-time job constantly... You know, I definitely would not have the time to do social media and to do the podcast. And I'm sacrificing myself for you guys. No, I'm kidding. But um, drink water, bitch. Don't be nasty. I will definitely catch you guys in the next episode of 27. I promise the next episode won't take 20 years. I'm sorry about that, honestly. Um, but it is what it is, babe. I'm not sorry because, you know, I don't like to rush things. I feel like if you rush things, they just don't come out right. It feels very forced. And I just like stuff to flow naturally. Like Selena Gomez said, go listen to Naturally. That song ate the girls up. Okay. Um, see you soon. Or hear you soon. Or you hear me soon. Whatever. All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. 
This was Nube and Birdo on 27. And yeah, have a good one. Mwah.